Hey guys, guess what? It's a delicious Wednesday. <laughs> Looking up is about to start. Let the words of my mouth bring thee praise. Let the words that I speak be seasoned with thy love and grace. May the things, O oh Lord, that I choose to say bring glory, not shame. here live on the Looking Up program and it is a beautiful Wednesday afternoon here in Newcastle. How are you today, mm, Pastor Amen, Nanny? amen to that. Yes, <laughs> I am praising the Lord. We knew you would be. On this deliciously <laughs> delightful oh, Wednesday afternoon. Very good. 2D words. 2D words for Danny Boy. 2D words. Yes. 3D words. Oh, oh, he's on a roll. We'll, we'll quit, we'll quit before, <laughs> before we get to the... Oh, that was good. Very good. Well, 
we are really excited about our program today. Last week we we couldn't be with you live, but we're back. We were alive. We, we were, were alive. We just we- weren't live. But um, we're looking forward to our program today. And what are we going to be studying together today? Well, today we're going to be taking a look at uh, the prophetic implications of COP twenty seven and uh, the the entire climate narrative that's mm. been front and center for about three decades now. So we're going to be looking at that. We're going to be looking at COP twenty seven, but we're going to be taking a look at the biblical picture, the prophetic picture, and and how we see Bible prophecy being fulfilled in the events that are taking place. So it's really, really fascinating. Sounds extremely relevant. I'm looking oh, forward to uh, oh, more than relevant. going through this with Huge, you. huge. <laughs> All right, really good. And we got a lot of things to talk oh, about. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff. As far as what's happening in our world and yeah. how these are just pointing us to the soon return of Jesus, which is something we look forward to Absolutely. on this program. We're on so the glad. Looking Up show. That's why we called it that, isn't it? Looking up to what? I'm to, yeah, looking up to the coming of Jesus. When you see all these things come to pass, he said, look up because your redemption is drawing near. And if it is near now, it's nearer than, than, than it's ever been. Absolutely. We would love to hear from you if you're listening to us live because, um, yeah, it just is encouraging to know that people do listen. And so the studio number that we have connected with this program is 04888817624. Feel free to shoot us a text message. Keep that number handy. There'll be a prize giveaway later in the program with the code word. Uh, but also a reminder, too, that you can go back and check out not only our program but other programs that air on this wonderful station, Faith FM. You just simply have to go to the website, faithfm.com.au, or get the app, which might be actually something you should do if you haven't done already, so you have complete access wherever you are, no matter how close or far away you are from a radio tower. Before we continue, we're going to listen to the Fountain View Academy Orchestra and Singers. I've met some of these people live once upon a time. Lest Ye Sorrow is the song. Enjoy. To be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. If we Sleep in Jesus. 
What a beautiful sound they have. Mm. That was the Fountain View Academy Orchestra and Singers, Lest Ye Sorrow. Now, they are based in Canada. They this are. This school, this incredible beautiful um, spot. school for young people, I think for high school students. That's right, just and for the end of high school. Yeah, and it's a, a live-in school, so mm-hmm. uh, what do you call it, an academy, mm-hmm. uh, dormitories, and they follow the biblical template. I they don't do. mind saying that they follow the biblical template on Christian education. Indeed. So if any parents out there are keen to give their children an overseas experience um, with an incredible Christian education, I cannot highly recommend. Not that I've been there myself, but I have spoken to the person. I've been there. You've been there? Oh, so you can speak from what you've seen. And I totally agree with everything you're saying. Yeah, but what I've seen, the website, you go to the website, you know, what is it, um, Mountain View? Fountain, Fountain, Fountain View. View. sorry. Fountain View Academy and you go to the website and you see their philosophy mm. and their Christian, you know, ethics and principles and theology and everything is just so solid, so oh, based on Scripture. Beautiful, beautifully set with the mountains. Oh. They grow carrots. <laughs> They've got their own farm there happening too as well so the students can work. Oh, so, well. so they learn agriculture. They do. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, and well. they're very big on music as you heard. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. And people can go onto YouTube and just watch their 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 music, music videos, because yeah. they film it at various locations, all yeah. surrounded by nature, like in the bush, by the sea, That's lakes. That's their trademark. That's their trademark. <laughs> yeah, that is their trademark, and um, it's really popular. It's very very popular, and a lot of people just find a lot of joy because yeah, young people singing and the voices are beautiful and the words. Um, just so powerful, and they sing these beautiful, powerful hymns. They just bring them to life. So, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. thumbs up all Absolutely. the way for for our friends from Fountain View. Amen. Well, it's now time we we've got our listeners back with us, and uh, this is the Looking Up program. And in this Looking Up segment, we like to talk about what's going on. That is a reminder of why we need to look up because Jesus is coming soon. Amen the Bible amen. says he's coming again. Indeed. And three times in the Bible's last chapter, Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. Mm-hmm. Behold, mm-hmm. I come quickly. Behold, I come quickly. Mm-hmm. So what can we see taking place well, that is uh, heralding oh, these There is approach? so much to share. But before we take a look at that, Sharissa, there is something <laughs> else that is coming quickly. We need to give our listeners an update on where <laughs> is... Where is the mother who is growing and glowing and looking so much happier every day? Where is she at with this baby? Where are we up to? She's right here. (laughs) (laughs) We're at 34 weeks. 34 weeks. See, I was really good. I was like, I remember I was in tune and then we missed a week or or so. And now 34 weeks. So there's only six weeks before we get to the four zero. That's right. And graduation day, or maybe prior, maybe prior. But anyway, okay, that's exciting. And things are going well? Things are going well. Oh, that is good. That is good. If you could only just see her, folk, every week she looks just happier. Isn't that right, Shell? She just looks happier. The glow is even greater, and it's just wonderful, wonderful. All Praise right. the Lord. Praise the Lord for that. That's exciting. All right. Yeah, there are plenty of things that are happening. Do you do you want to share a few things to begin oh, with? Um, you go first and then I'll, right. I'll okay. go off you today. All right. <laughs> Excuse me. Never mind. That's the Malenkov. <laughs> we um, slipped it in. We slipped it in. <laughs> we got it in early. Yeah, that's right. The Malenkov. Um, my name is Danny Malenkov, if anyone was wondering. And by the way, by the way, I want to give a big shout out to Jan from Erina. 
She's oh, a regular yeah? listener. God Jan, bless you, Jan. Jan from Mariner, big welcome. Big, big welcome to you to the program today and everybody else who's listening, of That's course. That's right. 488 Let us know. Yes, indeed, indeed. Okay. I'll start off with uh, an interesting one here from New South Wales. My sister um, sent me this and I said, look, I'm going to check it out just in case this is not true. But New South Wales government passed legislation just the other day to make coercive control a standalone offence in an Australian first. Coercive control. What does that mean? Is now illegal. Wow. Coercion. Okay. Before I give comment. Does this include prayer? No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. (laughs) Like it does in Victoria. Um, Here we go. I'll just read to you. New South Wales has become the first Australian state to create a standalone offence of coercive control after Parliament passed legislation on Wednesday amid calls for further consultation on the bill. Anyway, it goes here. Today, um, basically the bill, the bill is designed to impact those individuals who are experiencing, quote-unquote, domestic terrorism. Mm. And um, this is, this is a little from, from what was shared. Commonly, what is worse than the bruises or broken bones is the pattern of psychological, sexual, spiritual, financial and other abuse that has them, that is individuals who are being um, uh, abused, trapped in their own homes, trapped at their hands of someone who's meant to love them. And so you can receive a jail sentence up to seven years based on this legislation. And what I found interesting um, is obviously I'm in total agreement that any coercive control is not only wrong, but it's, it's, it's something that the law should punish mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. in order to deter people from doing that because, you know, there's nothing worse than someone in their own home being coerced, being controlled, manipulated, abused in all those different ways, as, as it pointed out, psychologically, sexually, spiritually, financially, and in other means. But what is really fascinating, Sharissa, and what caught my attention was the last two years of COVID, have we had coercion? Yes. Yes, we have. <laughs> yes, we have. And, you know, I've spoken out against the coercion that our government here in Australia, both federal and state government, imposed on its citizens over COVID. Mm. Um, and measures that we now know were completely out of order that should never have happened. And even governments have admitted. Um, and there's been an independent inquiry, even though a royal commission into COVID has been um, suggested by, you know, Pauline Hanson and One Nation, but that's been dismissed because there's too many, you know, too many worms that will come out of that can um, and that probably won't, won't, won't go well for, for our political leaders. However, the things that we saw were so coercive. There was, there, was, um, there was obviously a lot of untruths being told, a lot of assertions being told, you know, including one which I'll just simply share. I remember, you know, the... the health officials and even government officials speaking of the pandemic as the as the pandemic of the unvaccinated. Mm. Do you remember that? I remember that. And that was and that was really horrible labeling people and so forth and that created great division. There, there was coercion, mm-hmm. great coercion. And so it's interesting that you know after covid we have you know a law to make coercive control um, of those living in that kind of home situation, you know, against the law. 
and you can be punished. So it's interesting that, that this is taking place. We need to pray for our governments because all coercion, Sharissa, I don't care what kind of coercion it is, yeah. um, whether it's coercion in connection to a medical procedure or whether it's coercion in regards to religion yeah. or coercion in regards to political affiliation or whatever the case may be, it's wrong. It's yes. from the enemy. Satan brings about coercion, control and force and manipulation that all comes from Satan. And if we, and if we enter into any of that, it's wrong from yeah. a Christian point of view. God gave us all the gift of freedom of choice. Absolutely. And love Absolutely. Uh, should grant you the right to say yes and the right to say no. So, That's right. Yeah. That's right. So anyway, so that was interesting. Very interesting. Uh, um, now, interesting what's happening in Iran. Oh, yeah, uh, I know you wanted yeah. to talk a little bit about that, so maybe you want to share something uh, on that. Well, I've got a bit of a connection there. So my husband's father was, I think he was born in Iran, mm-hmm. and uh, so there's a connection there. and. Uh, yeah, as people would have seen, there's a lot of protests going on over there, and I'm just going to read to you um, a little quote from a news article here in front of me. Um, the UN High Commissioner for Human Rights says the situation in Iran is critical, describing a hardening of authorities' response to protests that have resulted in more than 300 deaths in the past two months. Um, I really hope that something can be done mm. to secure freedom in this part of the world. Um, of note, just recently in the World Cup, Iran's World Cup soccer team declined to sing the national anthem before the, their opening World Cup match on Monday, a move that could see them arrested and jailed when they return home. Yeah, I read that as well today. Incredible. Amazing. Incredible. And that just shows, you know, the, the freedom of religion that we have here in Australia is not present. I've been to Iran. You know, I visited there, spent close to a week there, and beautiful people. But, yeah, the the religious police there are very strict. And, um, yeah. You know, we've been able to see what's 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 taken place. So yeah, we need to pray for the people. We need to pray that this can go forward. This yeah. that their freedoms can be restored yeah. because that'll give an opportunity for the gospel. Absolutely, because at the moment it's illegal, you know, yeah. to to share Christianity there in an open forum. So the the, the Christian church there is underground, as mm. it is in many Muslim nations. It's underground. It's thriving underground. But yeah, it's not. You're not able to openly share, which is which is really sad. And there's obviously strict, and there's very serious penalties uh, associated yep. um, with anyone seeking to to head in head in the direction other than you know the 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 religion of the of the nation. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. Now that was really really interesting. And so yeah, the World Cup is on now, so they've made a stand there. Um, another thing that, 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 that I came across was um, regarding, you know, the economy. <laughs> Do we have to go there? Do we have to go there? I'll let you um, go there. <laughs> well, this was um, on the <coughs> – excuse me. Sorry. We know what that is. Um, this was on the Channel 9 News um, this morning. Um, right. And, yeah, so I just I went on the Nine News app where, when I do from time to time yep. when I'm eating my breakfast. And um, this was – this was the update on the you know, Australian economy and also worldwide. It says Aussies warned to brace for higher prices, lower wages. So we're coming, we're coming up to the beginning of a new month. And at the beginning of a new month, the first Tuesday of every month, the Reserve Bank board meets and they make a decision on whether to increase interest rates or not. Mm-hmm. And so that's coming up. And so they're talking about – and so the Australian um, – Reserve Bank Governor had some very interesting things to show, say, you know, Philip Lowe, and he's saying that inflation is heading above 7%. Mm. 
Mm. Okay, it hasn't been at seven percent. It hasn't been here for like over thirty, forty years now. So it's it's going it's going huge. And it says Low is concerned about the potential for a hike in the rate of wages because people are asking for more money, you know, in their pockets in order to deal with the the, the cost of living crisis. I mean, it's at two dollars a litre. Now, wow. petrol's two dollars a liter. Yeah, um, I don't know what it was at the start of the year. Maybe one of our one of our <laughs> listeners can do some googling and find out what was petrol at the beginning of 2022. So there you go. That's something for for you to do. And let's see who can text us. What's the number to text us? Zero four triple eight one seven six two four. There you go. So um, and they're suggesting they're suggesting that we are we are in very dire straits when it comes to the economy of Australia. Mm-hmm. And they're saying low, the Reserve Bank governor was saying that the that the US and Europe most likely next year going to head into recession. So if they head okay. into recession, there's a good chance that we will follow. And so they're talking about two or three years of really dark times economically. And so where all this is going to go, only God knows. But this this really demonstrates, Sharissa, that we need to put our faith and trust in the Lord. Mm-hmm. You know, we need to put yeah. our faith and trust in the Lord because we cannot count on, you know, the economy and the government to continue to save us and to bail us out because one day, according to the book of Revelation, it appears that the economy is going to tank mm-hmm. in a way that we have never seen before in order to potentially bring in a new economic um, and financial system and structure. And so we need to be now relying upon the Lord wholeheartedly. Amen, amen. Reminds me of the words in James 5, 1, Go to now, ye rich men, weep and howl for your miseries that shall come upon you. Your riches are corrupted and your garments are moth-eaten. Your gold and silver is cankered and the rust of them shall be a witness against you. Basically, you have heaped up treasures together for the last days and there's coming Mm. that crash that you talked about. Mm. So the Bible's already got it. I was um, also interested to note there's been a lot of shaking going on in the world. The crust has been uh, really moving. Been a lot of earthquakes. Indonesia. I I don't know the latest on that. There's been a number of people killed. Yeah, I checked the news. I think yesterday or the day before, it was like over 160. So usually the wow. death toll sadly goes up in these wow. situations. I'm not sure where we're at now. There was also a 7.77 magnitude earthquake just 67 kilometers from the Solomon Islands as wow. well. So look, so much going on. Mm. We have to just take a little break here. We're going to listen to Tim Neufeld, who is like you, and we will be back after the news with more, uh, lots more. So don't go anywhere. The Lord is my strength and my song. Has become my salvation. He is my God, and I will praise Him. I will lift Him up. Who is like You, majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders? Who is like You? Majestic in holiness, awesome in glory, working wonders in your unfailing love. You will lead the people that you redeem. 
Everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3:30 to join us for the live event because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim. You can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun. So catch you then. I look to you. Listening to Looking Up, and just to continue in that vein of news stories, we we have a few more that we could share with our listeners. If you have a comment at any point that you'd like to give to the program, we'd love to hear from you. Zero four triple eight one seven six two four. In fact, just before we had that song in the news, there was someone who responded to your um, request for helping us with the、mm, petrol prices. Yes, there was. Yeah, there was indeed. Yeah. So,、um, happened to be my sister. <laughs> can always count on a sister. <laughs> yeah, count on my sister to help out her big brother.、Um, and yeah, she she shared that it was a dollar seventy eight at the beginning of this year, which、um, I thought it was a lot lower. Yeah.、Um, so that is the average price in Australia、mm-hmm. at the beginning of this year of petrol. I guess unleaded、mm-hmm. would be would be that cost.、Um, and so it'd be interesting to know. You know, I know that it obviously. You know, it was a lot lower in years gone by, and、um, you know, inflation and so forth. Everything goes up, but it'd be interesting to see, you know, in the last five years, how much it's been creeping up the last five to ten years. For sure.、Um, because I do remember not so long ago, I think it was like a dollar somewhere there. I do remember it. Not, you know, my memory is not very good because now I'm past the half a century mark,、mm-hmm. so my memory is getting really bad. Unlike yours, Charissa. <laughs> Actually.、Um, And、um, yeah, so but I remember petrol prices being like a dollar a litre, maybe only two, three, four years ago.、Mm. Do you remember that? That was feels like it was a bit longer than two, three, four years ago. Maybe before COVID. But I remember COVID. when it was once eighty cents. Wow. 
There you go. <laughs> so anyway, but um, yeah, certainly things things are going up, yeah. and um, we'll have to wait and see where things where things land. But yeah, everything seems to be coming to a tipping point, mm-hmm. as they say, a world on the brink, which we're going to get to when we take a look at our Bible study. Just a, a quick summary of where we are at. But um, on to other stories. Um, I came across this very interesting um, headline regarding TikTok. Uh, teenagers, in particular, that's I guess that's their favourite platform. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok. There's you know millions and millions. I mean, there's just billions of views of various things. And now there's a witch talk. What? Witch talk. Yeah, absolutely. What? what? Tell us. And what? this is the this is the headline: Witch talk booms. To 30 billion views. Do you know what 30 billion views are? That's a lot. That's more people than that listen to us on the Looking Up show in a given year. It's more people than there are population. <laughs> That's like four times plus the world population, which is at 8 billion. Um, or no, I should say almost four times. Um, so, yeah, Witch Talk booms to 30 billion views on TikTok. X Witch warns preschool witchcraft targeting kids. Wow. So... Witchcraft has now gone onto TikTok. Wow. Witchcraft. Yep. So targeting the young people, not that they need any more targeting, because we know where where the media has been focusing its attention on, you know, mm-hmm. targeting and the books out there, Harry Potter and so forth. That's all been targeting the children. It's in, it says here TikTok, the popular social media platform that is known for quick videos, one-minute dance challenges, and its viral trends is now being recognized as a hub for witches and warlocks. Wow. Videos with the hashtag, hashtag witchtalk, have amassed more than 30 billion views and have made it easier for would-be witches or those interested in the occult to learn more about it, according to the BBC News. Wow. So this is really worrying, and um, and you know what? This plays into what Revelation talks about when it talks about spiritualism and Satan working through spiritualism at the end of time in order to deceive the entire world. And here is targeting our youngest and most vulnerable and most precious mm-hmm. people in our society. Our through the media. Young, through the media. Through social media. Yeah. Amazing. You know, on that same thread of thought, uh, I just was made aware of the fact that Disney is actually, I believe, on on thanks in Thanksgiving, whenever that is. I think it's Thursday this week. Yeah, that's Thursday this um, week. Yeah, they've got a brand new Disney movie coming out for kids. It's pitched at I think five to seven year olds. It's called Strange World, and it's it's kind of making a little bit of history here. It explores a fantastical environment full of mysterious creatures and flora, flying fish, walking rock columns, etc. Um, the action film is also includes a first for Walt Disney Animation Studios. Get this, it's the first Walt Disney movie which has a gay teen romance featured in it. Wow. The animated feature introduces viewers to a character who is biracial and openly gay and completely tongue-tied when he's near his crush. So this is new for Disney mm. um, coming to bringing this kind of stuff to our children. Mainstream. It's become mainstream. And, um, and you know, back to this article, um, this uh, individual who once upon a time was part of the witchcraft industry and by God's grace has moved away from that and now is on TikTok. This woman goes on TikTok and she puts up, you know, little TikTok videos 
to discourage young people from going down there, sharing her story. And she says TikTok has changed the way we practice witchcraft. It's so acceptable now to learn from social media. You know, um, she said her name's Jenny Weaver. You know, she was a former witch, witch and turned, you know, born again believer. Mm. Um, she says, I got into it innocently, but I left almost terrified. Check this out. This is what she says. Just in case there are any young people or any not so young people keen on doing a little bit of dabbling, you know, thinking, mm-hmm. oh, this is a bit of fun, just a bit of innocent fun. Let's see how innocent it is. So th- listen to what this lady has to say. She says, I remember when I started practicing witchcraft, I was very curious about it. I saw it as a means to have power in a powerless world. I remember getting books about spells and going into the New Age store and purchasing bundles of sage, crystals, and all of the things you would do to cast spells. But I'll tell you, it took a turn for the worse. Now she goes on. I had such a fear that gripped my life. It crippled me. The next thing that I knew, I was seeing things, hearing things, and I was being tortured by demonic spirits that had come in through the use of witchcraft. It was a very scary time. I didn't even want to close my eyes to wash my face. I was that terrified. If you think that it is innocent, here she goes, I am telling you it will take you down a road you do not want to go down. And I had to ask the Lord Jesus Christ to forgive me. And praise Mm -hmm. the Lord, he saved her, he rescued her. And the good news is if we cry out to the Lord, he will rescue us. So if there's any listeners out there that are meddling and delving into the occult, spiritualism, witchcraft, watching Harry Potter, reading these books, Lord of the Rings, Disney, you name it. It's just a plethora of of um, different mediums that Satan is using. I want to encourage you to let it go, leave them, burn them, trash all that stuff, seek the Lord's forgiveness, seek his cleansing and seek his deliverance and he will deliver you. Amen. That's powerful uh, advice right there. And praise God that Jesus is more powerful Amen. than darkness. Well, the Bible the says light- Jesus said, you go, yeah. Oh, sorry. He's the light of the world and light in a battle between light and darkness, light always wins. Absolutely. And Jesus said, you know, um, sorry, was it Jesus? I think it was the, the Apostle Paul actually said, you know, um, where sin abounds, grace. God's grace abounds even more so. Mm. And Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Mm. And um, so, yeah, put your faith and trust in the Lord. But this is a serious issue, Shiri. So I know we've talked about it before. We did a, we did a program um, at Halloween time where we talked about this. You, you gave us the background of Halloween and, um, and its origins and, and how satanic it is and people think it's innocent. This is how the enemy is going to come in at the end. And um, today, hopefully, if we have time, we will tap into some of that because this is part of Satan's end-time plan to deceive the world into following him and ultimately worshipping him. Amen, amen. Well, I haven't got any more news. Well, I guess we could probably just wrap up this segment by just taking a look at the U.S. elections. Um, (laughs) How about that, eh? How about that? Um, People may be thinking, what? You guys are mad. You know, we don't want to listen to Australian election wrap-up, let alone U.S. or any other election. Um, The reason why we do is because the United States is front and centre in Bible prophecy. Isn't that right, Sharissa? Absolutely. The United States is absolutely front and center center when it comes to the prophetic 
um, narrative that's going to be rolled out around the world that's going to bring the world to a final climax. And we're going to look at that a little today in our Bible study. And so the elections were, um, yeah, I guess a mixed result, not what a lot of people expected. No red wave. There was no red wave that came through. There was a red ripple. It was a red ripple, yes, a red trickle. <laughs> um, however, it's interesting now where things are poised. Mm-hmm. So you've got you know, the Republicans who are in control of the House, yep. just, and yep. the, you know, the Democrats who are in charge of the Senate. Yep. And so it's like a stalemate. So over the next two years, it's going to be a real stalemate. And so this is really fascinating. Um, in, in spite of the United States and where it is at, I mean... If you think Australia's not in a good place, Sharissa, the United States is, you know, next level two or three or more. Um, the political polarisation, you know, we don't have that in Australia to that degree, not even close. You know, the economic uncertainty in the United States of America. Um, then you have the crime that's mm. out of control. You've got the inflation, which is greater. You, you have a whole heap more issues in the United States than, than, than we have. The immigration crisis. Um, you know, the, the borders and a whole bunch, you know, the, the fentanyl, mm-hmm. fentanyl, yeah, mm-hmm. the, the fentanyl crisis, the drug crisis. And so this is really interesting because they thought that, that there was going to be a red wave because of all these problems and more. However, it didn't happen. And one commentator shared this, and this is interesting. This was their analysis of why there wasn't a red wave. And they were simply saying, it's not bad enough. <laughs> It's not bad enough. Yeah. What they were saying is it doesn't make sense why the pendulum didn't swing more so to the right. And they simply said there's no other way we can put it down to with everything that's going on that people think that it's still not bad enough. And that made me think because the Bible says the pendulum's going to swing in a mighty way when things get really, really bad enough. So still just sort of leaning yeah, out there, yeah, getting yeah, ready yeah, to come yeah, back. Yeah. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Exactly, exactly. So that's really fascinating. <laughs> so anyway, that's probably all we need to say. Donald Trump, yeah, he's put his hand up yeah. again. That's um, surprise, Charissa's, Charissa's favourite politician on the planet. <laughs> uh, so she's all excited. She's got a Trump hat on. And she's got her Trump 2024 T-shirt on. She's just so excited. She can barely fit it because she's got the big bulge. But no, no, just kidding. Just kidding. None of that is true. That's all fake news, fake news. <laughs> um, no, so we'll, we'll see what eventuates there. But um, uh, Ron DeSantis He's, um, he's becoming uh, a front runner and he's a staunch Roman Catholic. Yeah. And um, so many are picking him as potentially, you know, the, the Republican. Give pick. Donald Trump a. Yeah, well, he will give Donald money. Trump because he was Donald Trump's, um, what do you call it? I guess, um, junior. Yeah. Um, you know, Donald Trump got him to where he is today. Um, And so it's going to be interesting. Anyway, it's all in God's hands, but we certainly know that the United States is front and centre when it comes to Bible prophecy. Absolutely. And I guess you're going to talk about COP27 during the Bible study? Oh, yes, 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 yes. That's all going to be COP27, the Bible study, and um, and the climate and what the Bible has to say. So we're going to, yeah, we're going to move into that. There's a lot to share on that. So we're going to deal with that for the entire time. Oh, wonderful. Well, we've heard, uh, we've got another message come in from one of our listeners, Steve. Uh-huh. Says, hi, Sharissa and Danny and Shell. Listening in after a busy day of work. Love you. Oh, <laughs> thanks, Steve. So that's, that's good to hear from you, so that's Steve. That's two people that are listening, my sister and yeah. Steve. 
And Jane. It's and Jane. She's, know. Like, <laughs> she's a regular from Erin. Nice so. for we're not just talking to each other again. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm used to talking to myself because <laughs> at home not many people want to talk to me. Uh, yeah. You know what it's like at home? Everyone puts their headphones on or their earpieces in when you've yeah. got kids that are like in their 20s. And yeah. um, so you kind of talk to the dog or talk to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> the dog's always willing to listen. And it wags its tail. Always I mention me. her name, Gracie, Gracie, and she just wags her tail and looks at me and smiles. You should and... get them to play Faith FM and see what she does oh, no, when you're on sure. radio. <laughs> she might say, huh, who's No, she doesn't pick up that voice. It's a little bit different. It comes across <laughs> different over the radio. So, yeah. um, But what's interesting in the last little bit, Charissa, um, yeah. and that is um, our friend Martin Isles. Who would be a familiar, oh, yes. a familiar name to many of our listeners who tune Australian in? Australian Christian Lobby. Yeah, Australian Christian Lobby. He's the manager, and um, yeah, someone you know. I, I really appreciate what he shares. He's been doing a series on Babylon. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen any of them. I've seen a the three-part series. A yep. three-part series. Yeah, it's really good. And he's been looking at Babylon, and um, that's obviously a keen interest area for me because it's from the Book of Revelation. Anyway, this last one that he did from Melbourne, um, he is speaking. My language, except I'm going to need to send him a great controversy. I believe he's got one. Has he? Yeah. Did someone send it? Okay. Well, I'll need to encourage him to read that one that someone has sent him. But it's really interesting what he's sharing, you know, and where we are at and where things will be heading. So, And he also said we need to pray for Victoria. They're going into an election this coming Saturday, so we're praying oh, for you, folk. Yeah. It's uh, it's a very important time. Praying that God's will will be well, delivered. Let's, let's listen to Andy McLeod's Signs of the Times, appropriate message and song, and we continue with this discussion. Daily in the papers, war rumbles in the land. Global insecurity and finance troubles man. A papal call to Sunday becomes worldwide command. A time of trouble enters, such as never known to man. Signs of the times are around us. Prophets tell of glory. Who's down? 
Muslims will stand. The papal mark is given. The beast now has command. Signs of the times are around us. A remnant people standing there, trouble to all men. I see. You are listening to Andy McLeod, and we are here on the Looking Up program. We're having a good time talking about all these current events, and there's so much going on. But uh, we're also enjoying hearing from some of our listeners. Mm-hmm. And uh, just before we had that song, we had a message here from Margie. She says, hey, Danny, I'm listening to the chatter. What's the red wave, the level of evil in the world? Mm, wow. Um, <laughs> good question. <laughs> if you're a... If you're a Democrat supporter, yes, if there was a red wave, you would say, yeah, the evil is growing. Yeah. No, well, do you want to explain to our... Was that reference to what they were expecting in America with Mm. the election, wasn't it, where they expected there to be everybody voting Republican? That's right, or the majority. Majority voting Republican and all these states turning red, but instead that wasn't quite the turnaround they expected. Yeah, the Republican Party's colour is red and the Democrat Party is blue. And I think we have that here in Australia too. If I remember correctly, I think Labor is red. That's right. Uh, because you see the politicians wearing red ties yeah. um, often and the Liberals, Liberals are blue. Are blue. Yeah, right. so it's really interesting because, yeah, in the United States, well, the United States equivalent to our Liberal Party here in Australia is the Republicans. Mm. And, yeah, the the Labor Party here, the equivalent in the US is the Democrats. So it's interesting, in, pretty much in every country, you have your conservative and your liberal, um, you know, form of government. So you've got both. You've got both sides. You've got this. Yeah. So it's interesting things. Yeah, things chop and change. Um, when it comes to the when it comes to the prices, well, yeah, my sister sent me. She's very good. My sister's very good at googling things and finding things out. Where are we here? What did I do with it? She um, sent me something. Here we go. And um, petrol prices have actually been going, have, have sort of gone up and down, Sharissa, yeah. according to this. Um, so the real prices, um, she went all the way back to 1995. Wow. 
1995, so that's nearly 30 years ago. And uh, the real price, I guess that's probably when you take into account inflation and so forth, of petrol was around $1.20, $1.25. And then it kind of went up to almost $1.80 by the time you get to, you know, 2007, 2008. Um, then it kind of went down, slowly went down to about, you know, dollar, what is this, dollar 30, yep. come, come about, you know, 2017. Yep. And, um, and at, the, at the end of 2021, yeah, that's why I was thinking, at the end of 2021, it was $1.30. Wow. So, okay, so at the end of 2021, it was $1.30 in Australia. So this is like the real price, inflation um, considered. So we're up to $2 now. So it's gone up $0.70 in the space of 12 months. So $0.70 from Mm $1.30 is 50%. Mm, True. True. That's good. Good maths, right? Yeah. There, just about so yeah, well, half of a dollar thirty is sixty-five cents. Yeah, and it's gone up by seventy cents. Mm-hmm. So oh, there you true. go. There you go. See there my maths. Go. My maths is really yeah. poor. Yeah. So there you go. So petrol prices have gone up fifty percent from where they were the same time last year. Mm-hmm. So that is why it's had a significant impact. And um, anyway, so mm-hmm. thank you, my dear sister. Always helpful. Yes. All right. Well, we do have a prize giveaway we can Ooh, tell yes. people about. Tell the people about um, it. We have seven copies of this amazing little book. I think we might have even had this one last time too because it's so appropriate for what we're studying. It's a little booklet called uh, Climate Change, Is It the End of the World by Steve Volberg. Mm. And a little pocketbook, you will be blessed by this. It goes deeper into the topic that we are going to discuss here on, on the radio. But yeah, first seven people to text us the code word, which we will release later. <laughs> and the number to keep handy is zero four triple eight one seven six two four. So keep that number in your phone, save it, so you can be in the race for the book. There's mm. only seven copies available. Fantastic. Well, Pastor Danny. All right, my friend. Well, look, today's a, a big topic, and um, I've tried to put together as much uh, material that is simple enough for people to get the big picture because it's impossible to cover this topic, you know, comprehensively. Mm-hmm. And um, but I thought it'd be good to do a good overview of okay. where things are at, um, where things are trending, where things yep. have come from, what the Bible has to say, how this all plays in as far as the end game is concerned. So we're going to need to strip out. Strip on, strap on, <laughs> strap on our seatbelts. Um, we won't go too quickly because we want to discuss these things, um, but at the same time we will cover a little bit of territory. So I think it would be a good idea, Sharissa, if we prayed yes. and asked the Lord to lead and guide us. All right. So how would you like to lead us in prayer? Love to. Our loving Father in heaven, Lord, thank you that we can come and study the Bible together on radio now with our listeners. We invite the Holy Spirit to guide our discussion, to open to our minds a better understanding of your word and teach us more about you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, Sharissa, let's go firstly to the words of Jesus before we go to the to the to the scientists. How does right. that sound? That sounds perfect. And we'll find that the scientists are speaking the language of Jesus and they probably don't even know it. So let's go to Matthew 24. Matthew 24, that famous chapter dealing with the signs of the times. And we had that beautiful song earlier, didn't we? Yeah. The signs of the times. Shell always knows what songs to <laughs> what songs to put in as a lead in. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
So we're going to Matthew. Matthew 24. So, yeah, yeah, if our listeners have a Bible handy, they're at home. They may want to track with us. Otherwise, if you're driving or wherever you are, feel free just to listen in. Um, Matthew 24. And if you want to start reading, um, well, yeah, let's, let's start reading from verse 3. Sure. The Bible says, Now as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, Tell us, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? Okay. So, well, just to give a bit of context, what were these things that the disciples were talking about in the previous two verses? Well, Jesus had said that, you know, they showed him the temple buildings, the buildings of the temple, and he said to them, to their shock and horror, do you not see all these things? Assuredly, I say to you, not one stone is going to be left upon another here that shall not be thrown down. Mm. So the disciples believed that the destruction of Jerusalem would culminate in the second coming of Jesus. Is that correct? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay, so that's why they asked. The end of the world. Yeah, the end of the world. So that's why they, in fact, asked that, you know, well, what's going to be the sign of your coming and the end of the age or the end of the world. Yes. Now, did this event take place was the temple in Jerusalem that Jesus said would be destroyed and not one stone left upon it. Did that actually happen? It did. What year did that happen? 70 AD. 70 AD. So that actually took place. Mm -hmm. But that didn't bring about the second coming of Jesus, did it? No, it didn't. So this prophecy here is twofold, Mm -hmm. would you say? Mm -hmm. So it concerns the destruction of Jerusalem as well as the second coming of Jesus. Yeah, yep. And what, we, and what we're going to discover is that everything in the lead-up to the destruction of Jerusalem will happen at the end of time. So it was like a little microcosm Perfect. of the end of the world, which exactly. involves the whole world, not just exactly. one little city. Exactly, exactly. That's a good way of putting it. All right, so with that in mind, let's find out what Jesus then shares. So if you want to read verses 4 to 7. And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many. And you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there will be famines, pestilences and earthquakes in various places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Okay. Now what you have just read from verses four to eight in particular verses 4 to 7, does that sound like what we are living through right now? It sounds like us describing what's happening in the world every <laughs> Looking Up program in the news this, segment. This sounds you've like the Looking wars, Up program. You've got earthquakes. Um, you've got deception. You've got deception, the witch. Yeah, TikTok the witchcraft and thing. TikTok, the things we talked about. You've got diseases and, yeah, definitely we're talking about. Famines. Yeah. Pestilences, yeah, which is disease, earthquakes, which we talked about. Um, And so this is really, really fascinating. And what makes this statement from Jesus um, incredible and especially timely for us is because of those last words that you read in verse 8. All these are the beginning of sorrows. Mm -hmm. So you know what that word sorrows is, don't you? Birth pains. Birth pains. I'll know better soon. (laughs) Yeah, you'll know by experience very soon. So birth pains. So what's Jesus here telling us? Well, I guess he's saying, you know, these things have always been, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. is what people are very quick Mm -hmm. to point out, and that's true. But the closer we come to the coming of Christ, the more these signs are going to happen in a greater frequency. 
So you'll see them happening more often and intensity. They're going to get stronger and stronger, just like labor pains are right before a mother gives birth. Mm, exactly right. So this analogy that Jesus used is perfect. He couldn't have picked a better one, really. He couldn't have. He couldn't. It's just so And clear. you don't know when it's going to happen either. <laughs> you don't, but you know it's going to happen. You know it's coming, but you don't know exactly. And Jesus exactly. said no one knows the day or the hour. Exactly. Exactly. And this is really, really fascinating. So this has got a lot to do with the climate, of course, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. we've got the economy here. You know, we've got the economy and wars create um, economic uncertainty. Mm -hmm. You know, fuel prices rising. Famines too. Famines. You know, wars create famine as well. Um, Wars also create a lot of health issues, health crises. So you're saying these are man-made? Sorry? This is like they're man-made kind of. Well, yeah, the war, the they war aspect. Man-made. Yeah, all of them. Yeah, absolutely, all of them. And um, so, so even earthquakes, we can generate our well, own we can. earthquakes. We can, we can generate our own earthquakes. That that is true. And there's, you know, there's studies um, that people can check online regarding that. And so we have all these elements here mm. that are creating stress on our planet and stress on our people. Yeah. This, if you want to boil it down. This is all about the existential threat of our planet. Wow. And we're going to hear about that as we go along because that's the whole climate narrative. Mm -hmm. We are now experiencing an existential crisis. And the climate is more than just the climate. They're talking about health. They're talking about politics. They're talking about uh, the, the wealth gap between the rich and the poor. So this climate agenda has incorporated every aspect of life. And Mm -hmm. so what's really fascinating, Jesus said, yes, this is going to intensify. Let's go to our friends from the doomsday clock. You remember them? (laughs) Yeah. Okay, our friends from the doomsday clock, people can go online and they can check this out for themselves. The Atomic um, Bulletin of scientists back in 1947, straight after World War II, in order to avert another world war, they decided to put together this this doomsday clock, this metaphor, to try and help um, governments around the world, to help the world avert World War Three. because we all saw what happened when those two atomic bombs were dropped on Japan, Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We all saw it's the awful. consequences. It was awful. So they were saying if there's going to be a World War Three, it's going to be the end of us. So mm. in order to avert that, they put together a doomsday clock, and that doomsday clock has been going up and down since 1947. But from 1991, it's been going only one way. And at 1991, it was 17 minutes to midnight. 17 minutes to midnight in 1991. That's 30 years ago. And it's been going down, down, down. And then in, on January 23, 2020, they updated every January, every mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. It was 100 seconds to midnight. And the headline was closer than ever. Mm. Never been this close before. January 20, uh, 2021, this was the headline. This is your COVID wake-up call. It is 100 seconds to midnight, two years in a row. Last year, okay, so 2022, this was the headline, at Doom's doorstep, it is 100 seconds to midnight. This is this year. 
Wow. At Doom's doorstep. It is 100 seconds. <laughs> That's the words of it's Jesus. It's more and more positive. Jesus said, you will know when my coming is near, even, even at, at the, the door. Doors. I'm oh. telling you, using the biblical language. You can't make this stuff up, Sharissa. <laughs> no, you can't. You can't indeed. And we should we <sighs> should just hold that oh, thought. Oh, boy. Let boy. the dawn away. Sing going. us into, <laughs> didn't I walk on the water before we get carried away here? Uh, let's, let's hold that thought. <laughs> As I kneel in the darkness In the middle of the night I'm praying for assurance Everything's gonna be alright And Lord, I see another battle It's out in front of me I'm afraid I won't be able And I'll go down in He said, do you remember where I brought you from? Just take a look behind you at how far you've come. Oh, and every time you ask me, didn't I deliver you? So why would you be thinking that I wouldn't see? Said my bills are coming due, Lord, and six days is not that long. She hears a voice so soft and low. He says, I've moved like that before, and I'll do this little thing. Oh, and I'll give you so much more.
That was the Dunaways, Didn't I Walk on the Water? And I'd do it all again. <laughs> I love it. Mm, what a good song. Well, we should tell our listeners what the code word is. Mm, certainly, certainly. This is the Looking Out program. We've been talking about, you know, Matthew 24, and we're about to continue with that Bible study. But before we do, we have this amazing giveaway for the first seven people to text in today's code word. The giveaway is climate change. Is it the end of the world? It's a pocketbook by Steve Volberg, and you will really enjoy mm. um, this book. In 2015, Pope Francis's monumental encyclical on climate change was released by the Vatican, and since then we've observed this topic rapidly grow into an all-consuming issue. So, the climate—sorry, the the code word is. Climate. Climate. Text climate. No emojis. Just climate. Two zero four triple eight seventeen sixty two four. I'll say the number again. Text climate. The word climate. Two zero four triple eight seventeen sixty two four, or zero four triple eight one seven sixty four. And you, if you're one of the first seven people to text that word, this little book is coming to you. Mm, amen. Amen. Wow. And we want to give a big shout out to Kylie who's listening. Yes. My good friend Kylie, I baptized her and <laughs> um, and I even married her and her husband Matthew. Did you? Matt. Yeah, I married them. So that was really exciting. It was a it was a wet day. It was floods going on. It was it was a really wet day, but it was How nice. Australian. And, it was nice and dry in the church where they got married. So um, that was Praise wonderful. So and their little boy Isaiah. So a big yeah. shout out to them, and it's great that they're joining us on the program. And she loves Shell's program as well. She just wanted us to know that. Amen. Amen. That's her second favorite program. <laughs> on Faith FM, Shell. But um, if I carry on like this, it'll become her favourite program. <laughs> no, so anyway, great to have you, Kylie. Now, Sharissa, before we um, before we went to that uh, wonderful piece of news, I mean news, music, music, I should say, we were talking about our our friends from uh, these the, our, our our scientists. These guys, and by the way, these yes. in case people are wondering, who are these scientists? There's like thirteen Nobel laureates amongst them. You know what that is? No, I don't. Nobel Prize winners, you know, okay, Nobel yes. laureates. These are the who's who in the scientific industry. And so when they crunch the numbers, when they take a look at everything that's going on in the world, both politically, economically, socially, environmentally, um, you name it, when they crunch the numbers, they then make a decision how close to midnight the clock should be. Mm-hmm, Further mm-hmm. away or closer in midnight is, of course, you know, doomsday. Mm. That's why it's called the doomsday clock or nicknamed the doomsday clock. And as we discovered, the headline this year from these scientists was at doom's doorstep. Yeah. It's 100 seconds. At doom's doorstep. Can you please read for us <laughs> Matthew 24, verse 32 and 33? Words spoken by Jesus 2,000 years ago predicting this very moment. Go for it. Now learn this parable from the fig tree. This is Jesus speaking. When its branch has already become tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So you also, when you see all these things, know that it is near at the doors. Have mercy. Can you believe it? (laughs) Can you be more excited? Oh, I can't be more excited. <laughs> if I could if I could jump up and down, I would. But that'll just ruin everything. No, this is incredible. Yeah, They're is. saying 
Using the language of Jesus. Using the language of Jesus. And they have no idea. I'm sure they don't have any idea. Mm. I probably need to send them a message and say, hey, Jesus was 2,000 years ahead of you sharing that this would happen. These are the labor pains. Mm -hmm. These are labor pains. And our friend, our former prime minister of the UK, Boris Johnson, Last year when uh, COP26 was held there in Glasgow, you remember it was held in Glasgow? Yes. Well, in his opening address, he warned the world that it was not 100 seconds to midnight, but it was one minute to midnight to prevent climate catastrophe. That were his words. 40 seconds less. 40 seconds less. He just made an executive decision <laughs> um, to do that. But what is fascinating, this is this midnight Language is straight out of the words of Jesus. Please, 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 Sharissa, read for us Matthew 25, verse 6. Everyone tune in, Matthew 25, verse 6. <laughs> All right. The Bible says, and at midnight, and oh, at midnight, and at midnight, yes. the cry was heard, behold, the bridegroom is coming. Go out to meet him. Wow. Who's the bridegroom? Jesus. And where? And what's his coming? The second coming. The second the coming. Of Jesus. So, so Jesus here in this parable of the ten bridesmaids or the ten virgins, as it's otherwise known or, or better known, he uses the parable um, and the metaphor of midnight to describe his coming. That will mm. be unexpected, but it will be at midnight, the darkest hour in human history. That's another symbol for the darkest hour in human history when Jesus comes. And we, according to these scientists, again quoting the words of Jesus, their metaphor is based on the words of Jesus. At midnight, the cry was heard, behold, the bridegroom is coming. Mm. So instead of us looking down, we look up because our redemption is drawing near because the bridegroom is about to come. Amen. So this show is all about looking up, not looking down. <laughs> Isn't that exciting? Yes. All right, very, very exciting. Now, um, what we want to also take a look at now is what will happen when when things get so bad that people will look for a solution. Okay, do you want to read for us just verse 9? Matthew 24, verse 9. Matthew 24, verse 9 says, Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. Okay, this speaks of a time of trouble, a time of tribulation, a time of persecution coming upon God's people in the context of those labor pains intensifying to the point where we've reached, mm. you know, where we've reached almost that, that midnight hour, mm -hmm. according to our doomsday friends. And so this is where I believe this whole climate change um, issue is heading, Sharissa. It's heading to that, and we're going to take a look at that Right now. So as I shared earlier, I won't take the time right now um, to go through. Uh, well, maybe I will. I'll just do this real quickly um, in rapid fire and just show that what happened before the destruction of Jerusalem leading up to verse 14, which was the gospel being preached to all the mm -hmm. world, will happen at the end of time leading up to the everlasting gospel being preached in all the world. So let me just share this. This is just a brief summary of Matthew 24, verse 4 to 14. Also can be found in Mark 13, verse 5 to 13, and Luke 21, 8 to 19. And then we're going to move on to the climate and how this is all impacting and what Scripture has to say. So Jesus talked about many false Christs and false prophets would arise to deceive many. We've talked about that. There would be yep. an increase in wars and rumors of wars. We've talked about that. There would be a spike in disasters, 
increasing labor pains through famines, pestilences or diseases and earthquakes. Satan will blame God's faithful people for the increasing disasters. We just read that in verse Mm -hmm, mm 9. And then it goes on. God's people faced trials and tribulations and some were killed. This happened before the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD. And all this is going to happen again. So this is like a carbon copy. So before 70 AD, it was a time of great tribulation and persecution for God's people, at which time many gave up their lives for Christ. Did that happen? Mm -hmm. Yes, we've got record of that in the New Testament. Next, many fell by the wayside when persecution came. And that's what we have here in the text. Many will fall away. Mm -hmm. Families Families turned on family members and friends on friends. We have that in the passage as well and in Mark and Luke. The faithful witness before various political and religious leaders. Is that going to happen at the end? Yes, Yes, it will. The Holy Spirit gave the faithful wisdom and words to speak. Will that happen at the end? Yes. Through the outpouring of the latter rain in Revelation 18.1. This is just incredible and exciting. False prophets predicted peace and safety for the residents of Jerusalem when there was no true peace. Will that happen at the end as well? Yes. The new world order. The Great Reset. The Great Reset. Yeah, the World Economic Forum. All this stuff, the United Nations, they're all crying peace and safety. Mm. It goes on. Because of the transgression of God's law, the love of many grew cold. Mm -hmm. That's what we have in in Matthew 24, verse 12. Because lawlessness will bear, the love of many will grow cold. Will God's law be front and center at the end of time? Yes. Will his law that is loathed and not loved bring about consequences? Yes, it will. Negative consequences that will be blamed on God's people. The faithful need patience and perseverance. They needed it back then. Will they need it again at the end of time? Here is the patience Patience of of the the saints, saints. Revelation 14, 12. And finally, in this perilous time before 70 AD, for God's people, the gospel went to the entire inhabited Roman world. Mm. The Apostle Paul talks about that. Mm -hmm. And at the end of time, during this most perilous time in human history, the gospel, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the three angels' messages of Revelation 14, is going to go to the whole world. Can you see the carbon copy? I can. See from, from what happened before. Little seven, mini version. It's a mini version. It's just incredible. Incredible. All right. Beautiful. So do you have any questions on that before we press on? No, but I, I do think that we should give another plug. Give another plug for what? For this um, free offer because, you know, if you're listening to what Pastor Dan is saying, you're getting stirred and excited by what you're seeing as you see the correlation. You should text in the word CLIMATE to our number 0488-17624 to receive a booklet that will take you deeper into today's study. Mm, Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right. So now let's take a look at how this all impacts how all these elements are coming together with with this whole climate agenda. And it's going to be many things, the economy, politics, just everything is involved in this. But Mm -hmm. certainly this is being led. The climate agenda is number one agenda on the planet at the moment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's very much everything circulates around that. So let's take a look at um, COP27. All right. Uh, Yes. So COP27, this is from the United Nations um, website. On the COP27 United Nations website, I was just doing a bit of looking into it today. This was the headline, Delivering for People and the Planet. That's very significant. People and the Planet. We're going to look at that. And so this 14 days, 14 days that they spent there in in Egypt, in Sharm Mm -hmm, um, mm el-Sheikh, this 
event once again brought all the world leaders together. Can you think of another place and time each year where more political, economic, as well as at this event, religious leaders come together in order to solve an, an existential problem? Or, or Is there any other place? I can't think of anything. No. They don't. Do you know how many people they had? How many participants? 35,000. Wow. 35,000 turned up. That's good. That's huge. It's a lot. There is no other convention on the planet where 35,000 delegates from all around the world, political leaders, religious leaders, um, social leaders, um, economic leaders come together. This is the big baby at the moment. Mm -hmm. Make no mistake about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. All right. So... Interesting. Some of the things I won't go through all the all the things that they talked about there, but it's interesting. Some of the headlines that that came through. You've got um, you've got the Secretary General Antonio Guterres, and he was talking about you know this is this is like our final chance. Well, yeah, it's interesting too. In the in the wake of it all, after it's all come and gone. There's a lot of headlines that I'm seeing here that says COP27 failed to live up to expectations. It will be remembered as a failure because mm -hmm. they didn't push, I guess, hard enough in, in trying to affect changes around the world. Exactly. So what they're saying is we are not pushing hard enough. Mm -hmm. We need to push a lot harder. Mm. And the voice from the religious establishment is now growing. Mm -hmm. And guess who is the leading voice? Pope Francis? Yes, Pope Francis and his Laudato Si uh, document encyclical back in 2015 is leading the charge. There is uh, a documentary called The Letter yeah. that's been put out that was um, launched mm -hmm. just in October this year and it's really, really fascinating, um, The Letter. And it, it, it's a film that, 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 that features uh, Pope Francis and it's diverse stories from India, Senegal, Hawaii, and the Brazilian Amazon. It follows these local leaders that represent voices um, from the world of wildlife. A couple of individuals there from Hawaii that are wildlife experts and um, conservationists. The voice of an indigenous person there from the Amazon. Mm -hmm. Then the voice of a young person there from India. And the voice of a poor person that's been impacted by climate change from Senegal. So he combines all these individuals. Have you seen the, the letter? Yes. Okay. It's very, very powerful and it seeks to bring a moral framework, a very human framework to the whole discussion. So we're going to deal with that more. And then I've got an interesting document here returning to Sinai. Have oh, mercy. It's, yeah, get, that's good. it's getting bigger and bigger. Here. Well, let's listen to The Midnight Cry by The Remnant and continue that thought. I hear the sound It's closer now than it's ever been. I can almost hear the trumpet as Gabriel sounds a call at the midnight cry. We'll be going. 
to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hi all, I'm Bees the Chaplain. Join me for Blessings with Bees, where we make faith real. If you want to know more, visit me on my landing page at beesthechaplain.com. I'm looking forward to hanging out with you soon. Peace out and God bless. Hey everyone, you're listening to a repeat of our live show, Looking Up. That's right, and if you think this is good, you'll definitely want to tune in on Wednesdays at 3.30 to join us for the live event, because you can actually participate. It's a free giveaway that you can claim, you can text in your questions and prayer requests. Live is so much more fun, so catch you then. I look to you. So 
sultry sounds of Malita's voice there, ushering us back into today's program. Looking up, we should remind you all that there is a prize giveaway for the first seven people we've had a claim already. So there's still opportunities uh, for people to get in on today's prize giveaway. The code word to text is climate. Just text the word climate to zero four triple eight one seven six two four. And this little book on climate change is the end. Is it the end of the world? It can come straight to you. Over to you, Pastor Danny. You were getting all worked up about a, another thing. I was, I was. There is so much to go. So what you shared, Charissa, um, a couple of headlines there, and there, and there are many more, um, that more and more political leaders are coming to the conclusion that we need more than a political solution mm. if we're going to have a solution. And so they're saying there needs to be a moral component. There needs to be a spiritual well, element. Yeah, religious leaders are telling political leaders mm-hmm. we've got to do something. Mm-hmm. Indeed. So it's interesting that in the last number of years, especially since uh, Pope Francis put out his encyclical in 2015, there's been a ramping up of, of the religious rhetoric when it comes to the climate. And so... Last year, just to go back 12 months before COP26, um, Pope Francis uh, got together with, uh, you know, for the first time, uh, he got together with the Eastern Orthodox Church leader and the Anglican Communion leader, and they signed a joint document on the environment. Okay, that was last year. That was back in September of 2021. Mm -hmm. And that was um, a statement to be shared at the Glasgow conference, right? Yes. So that was back in September last year. The very next month, October, Pope Francis invited faith leaders, 40 faith leaders from a host of religious persuasions, such as, such as from both uh, Sunni and Shia, Islam, clerics, Judaism, Hinduism, Sikhism, Buddhism, Confucianism, Taoism, Zoroastrianism, <laughs> a lot of Jainism. There's a whole bunch of isms, and um, and including ten scientists, and mm-hmm. they came to the Vatican to sign this this document that made history. Wow. Okay, we had never had these religious leaders representing 80% of the world's population come together to sign a document once again to put forward at the COP26 in Glasgow representing the religious community. That this needs to be something that is tackled by not just the political leaders but by the religious establishment, by the economic establishment, by by everyone. Mm-hmm. Okay, We're all in this together because it's one planet and um, and one people. So that was really interesting. Then, before COP26 last year, you've got President Biden, who's a Roman Catholic, and he's very, very much on good terms with Pope Francis. He sees him as a friend. And Pope Francis, they got together at the Vatican. And this was the headline from the Washington Post. President Biden meets with Pope Francis at the Vatican, bringing together the world's two most powerful Catholics. Wow. And guess what, and guess what they discussed most of all? Climate. The climate. They're both. They're both. They're both uh, climate leaders. You know, they're our common home. Our common home. They discussed that for about ninety minutes. They discussed a few other things, but that was it. And so, and so, this is really, really incredible because we've got in the in in Bible prophecy in the Book of Revelation, we've got the United States, and 
the papacy coming together at the end of time to springboard this this final um, attempt to create a new world order. That has always been the plan of humanity that has allowed itself to be controlled by the enemy. Mm-hmm. The Tower of Babel, the builders of the Tower of Babel, what did they want to do? To oh. defy what God had said. God said, create a name for ourselves. Let's mm-hmm. build a tower. Let's create a community, a city. You know, Babylon, mm-hmm. all about pride and self and um, in opposition to God, always has been. So this is one final attempt. Yeah by the enemy, Satan, to use human powers in order to create a new world order that will give its submission to him who has always wanted worship. Satan has always wanted worship. That's always been his aim, and he's going to seek for that. And he's got these two most powerful individuals mm. on the planet. It's interesting, First Thessalonians 5.3, we talked about the labor pains. It says, when they cry... Peace and safety. Then what's going to happen? Sudden destruction comes, comes upon them. Like like birth pains upon a pregnant woman and they shall not escape. So Paul talks about the labor pains that Jesus spoke of. And it's interesting, peace and safety. Mm. And I've mentioned this before. When we think of peace and safety, the, the, the leading personality in the world when it comes to peace and peacemaking and, and, um, and, and, and bringing about peace is the Pope. Mm-hmm. And the leading nation on the planet, the, that, that nation seek help from and safety from when they're in trouble is who? United States. The United States of America. Safety, the papacy, peace. Peace and safety coming together. Mm. And it's interesting that they're coming together. And um, one of the headlines was, you know, will will the Pope and, and the President bring about a climate miracle? Mm-hmm. Will they come together to bring about a climate miracle? Now, I shared with you, um, I think it was last time, just briefly, but the two encyclicals that Pope Francis has himself put together is, is two that, you know, from start to finish, are on the climate, Laudato Si, which is praise be to you, on the climate, and the other one is Fratelli Tutti. Yeah, I which forgot is, about that one. Which is on which is on relationships, human relationships and human fraternity mm-hmm. and how we all get along. Now, this is absolutely mind-boggling. I've got to share this with you and then we're going to go to Genesis as I pull all the pieces together. <laughs> so back to Mount Sinai and COP27. The religious community, okay, um, they put together a document that... Um, they wanted to share there at the COP27 because on the Sunday, November 13, um, of COP27, so halfway mm-hmm. in between, they were planning on going to Mount Sinai and having a ceremony of repentance, a prophetic call for climate justice and ceremony of repentance. Let me just share with you a little of what they said and we can maybe give a few comments. It says, in parallel with the COP27 UN Climate Conference between November 6 and 18, the UN Climate Conference COP27 will take place on Sinai Peninsula, and it gives these details. Religious communities and religious leaders have a key role to play in addressing climate change and climate justice, which requires deep transformation within society. Mm. So what they're saying, Sharissa, is that deep transformation in society cannot happen unless the religious communities are immersed in this climate, uh, you know, in this climate um, crisis solution, you know, Mm -hmm, in this -hmm. this solution. goes on. Bringing about change in action demands deeper changes in attitude, a change of heart. This has been the domain of religions for millennia. 
religions are sources of inspiration for the transformation of heart and the ensuing changes of attitude. So what do you think about that? It's very relevant <laughs> to what's happening right now. So they're saying if we're going to have real change, it's got to be a change of the heart and a change of attitude. Mm. And that's the domain of religion. Mm-hmm. Now, how many of the world's how many of the world's eight billion people claim to be religious? Is it eighty five percent? Eighty percent, around eighty percent. That's the majority. So it's really interesting. And then let me continue reading. It says, never before, check this out. Never before has such an interreligious climate repentance ceremony been undertaken. From this movement and event, motivation for action emerges calling for re-examination of deep-seated attitudes and for identifying ways to transform these attitudes for the well-being of Earth, our common home. Mm. So they're saying we need to repent. We need to repent. That's a religious thing. That's a religious thing. And this group, this group is called, it's called the Elijah Interfaith Institute. Mm. The Elijah, the what Elijah do you message. Of, what do you think of when you think of the Elijah? It's the Elijah yeah, message. Yeah, I'm thinking of Malachi as well, isn't it? Yeah. Do you want to read that for us? Yeah, Malachi four, chapter 4, verses 5 and 6. The Bible says, Behold, I will send you Elijah the prophet before the coming of the great and dreadful day of the Lord, and he will turn the hearts of the fathers to the children and the hearts of the children to their fathers, lest I come and strike the earth with a curse. Wow. So at the heart of the Elijah message is what? Bring a call to repentance. A call to repentance. A call to repentance bringing the families back together. And if you read the previous verses, you discover there it's a call back to the commandments of God. Mm. The commandments of God. So, <clears throat> so here we have this Sunday event. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that really happened. I understand that. Egyptian authorities didn't give full permission for them to do what they wanted to do, but they did do some things or there was a delegation, but yeah. not everybody was uh, allowed to go. But anyway, beside, beside the point, um, they, they certainly had very clear intentions. Now, in the last few minutes, let me just read to you a little more here. This is interesting. It says, On Sunday, November 13, religious leaders will return to Mount Sinai, a mountain whose memory and meaning loom large as a place of revelation in the collective consciousness of Christianity, Judaism, Islam, and others. Now, I'm not sure about the, the Islam side. I have to check that out, whether that really does have any major significance for them. But anyway, it's part of the Abrahamic religions. Mm-hmm. Judaism, Christianity, and Islam is part of, the, a part of the Abrahamic religions. And it's interesting that Donald Trump, while he was in office, he... He created the Abraham Accord. Have you heard about that? The Abraham Accord where you've got, I um, can't remember the, na- the nation where it is. It might be Saudi Arabia where you've got a mosque, a, a Jewish synagogue, and a church all, all, in, the, all in the yeah. one space. Yeah, so that's really fascinating. Anyway, uh, where are we up to? Here we go. Um, it goes on. It is a site for turning to God and receiving God's message, which is true. That's what my, mm-hmm. Mount Sinai was in the Ten Commandments. We return to Sinai in a movement of repentance and quest. We seek a new vision for humanity and its endangered existence. And we seek to receive and amplify a message of life-sustaining living and habits that humanity needs to hear today. The project partners will bring together premier religious leaders from the world's major religions together upon Mount Sinai to engage in a first-ever climate repentance ceremony and to put forth, check this out now, hold on to your seat, 
and to put forth a prophetic interreligious call to action. So this is interreligious. They called it prophetic. Prophetic. And it's called Climate Justice 10 Universal Commandments. Mm. So this is really, really fascinating. And um, so... Yeah, it's this, all happening. It's just simmering there. It is simmering. The so, heat's slowly so, getting turned up. So now what we've got is we've got religion, politics, economics, everything coming together. Ecology. Ecology. It's all coming together. All coming together. And it's interesting when we talk about worship, what what Pope Francis had to say in his Laudato Si document encyclical back in 2015. Let me read to you paragraph 237. Okay, let's see what he has to say about repentance and what we ought to be doing. Mm -hmm. On Sunday, he says, our participation in the Eucharist has special importance. Sunday, like the Jewish Sabbath, well, it's not the Jewish Sabbath, it's God's Sabbath that God gave to Adam and Eve at creation, is meant to be a day which heals our relationships with God, with ourselves, with others, and with the world. Wow. And he goes on and he talks about that some more. And he says, And so the day of rest centered on the Eucharist sheds its light on the whole week and motivates us to greater concern for nature and the poor. And so what Pope Francis is saying in this encyclical is that Sunday is the day that's going to bring humanity and the planet together. And guess what the Sabbath is all about? It's about bringing humanity and the planet. So Amazing. What a counterfeit. This is a count. Satan doesn't come up with anything new. Satan cannot come up with anything new that is good and positive. What he does is he takes the good that God gives, the blessing that God gives, and then he counterfeits that with his own sign, which is the Sunday movement. And you know what? This so that's is, where we are heading. This is appealing to people of faith and people not of faith. Everyone's Everybody involved. Everybody's involved. involved. Amazing. Well, let's listen to Hannah Kerb. She's going to bring us a song, Same God. This is the acoustic version and then we're going to come back and we're just going to tie this all together as we yeah we head to this finish line the same god who makes the planet spin tells the tide when it should rise put the color in my eyes the same god who makes the seasons change knows the number of the stars every secret in my heart all my doubts, all my questions And every fear I have about what might happen You're the same God You're with me in the middle of it all God, you're catching every tear as it falls I know you'll never change Even when I'm feeling far away You love me the same God of grace and empathy You know how it feels to cry Cause you lived a human life You're not afraid of anything Even darkness is a light There's no reason I should hide All my doubts, all my questions In every fear I have about what might happen 
Beautiful song by Hannah Kerr, Same God. Mm. Well, Pastor Danny, as we wrap up this this time that we've had together, what are the thoughts that you'd like us to leave with our listeners? Well, there's so much more to share on this, and we're going to have to continue this journey next week. Okay. I shared with Sharissa next week we're going to continue because we're going to need, need to take a look at where spiritualism and the occult and how that all ties into this end time movement and how that will be the glue that will bring everything together. Mm. But um, what this tells me, Sharissa, is that Bible prophecy is coming to pass. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting what Jesus had to say um, regarding Bible prophecy. And, um, you know, there in, in Matthew 24 and uh, verse 35, we've been in Matthew 24 a little today. He said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. Praise God for that. Um, so he says, you know, the things that I'm telling you are, are, are true. They are, you know, we have a more sure word of prophecy. And so the things we are seeing happening, you know, if somebody would have shared with me even 20 years ago that the world's religious leaders would come together um, in this way, I never would have believed it. I just did not see it coming. But we are now seeing for the sake of the planet and that we're all in this together. We've got one planet, you know, as one sort of sign read, you know, one planet. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, it was there is no planet B, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. on, the, on the play of the words, you know, plan. There's no plan B. There's no planet B. And, um, you know, it's one world or none. And yep. so it's interesting how the enemy is bringing this together. And next week we're going to discover how the Sabbath is front and center and how the creation blessings have everything to do with the final blessing that the enemy wants to hijack at the end of time. It's oh. just phenomenal. And how these two blessings that precede the Sabbath blessing in Genesis are, 
uh, are all part of the two encyclicals of Pope Francis. Oh. It's just huge. Well, you That's heard it, folks. There's been a plug for next week as well as a sum- summary of what we've been through today. Pastor Danny, would you like to close this study with prayer? Absolutely love to. Father in heaven, we just want to thank you for the short word of prophecy. And uh, Lord, as we see this world hurtling toward your speedy soon return lord it gives us great hope and great for great confidence that we have not believed as peter writes cunningly devised fables but lord we have a sure a more sure word of prophecy and lord Mm -hmm. though heaven and earth pass away as you have told us dear lord your words will never pass away thank you lord that we can put our faith and trust in you lord that you have everything in hand and you're bringing everything to a, a wonderful climax And doomsday will not happen because your second coming will bring about the end of all things. And we want to be ready for that second coming. We want all of our listeners, including friends and family, neighbors and everyone, Lord, to be ready to look up when you come and say, Behold, this is our God. We have waited for him and he has come to save us. We're longing for that day. Keep us faithful till then until we meet again. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, thank you all for joining us for today's program. We have some exciting news for our listeners who may be in the Wollongong area. So if you're in the Wollongong area, listen up. Robbie Bergen is coming to town this weekend, and he's going to be speaking at four different locations. You have the opportunity to meet meet Robbie Bergen from the Faith Experiment in person. And if you'd like to do that, just simply go to the Faith FM website and click on the Events tab, and you will have the specifics of the times and locations where he will be speaking. Uh, He's a fantastic presenter, Mm -hmm. so definitely... Great guy. He's got a powerful testimony. Powerful testimony. He's an excellent student of the Word, so you will be blessed with uh, his presentations, I am sure. And uh, we're looking forward to all that you've uh, announced for next week. Oh, it's going to be huge. It's going to be huge. This is part two, part two. <laughs> and there may be a part Even three. huger no. than what Donald Trump, <laughs> oh, uh, when he does huge. his huge uh, things, Donald but... Trump's got nothing on this. Yeah, this yeah. <laughs> and, uh, but don't go anywhere. This, this channel's got so much more to offer. I think there's a live time drive time show in adelaide now so god bless you all thank you for joining us and as you go remember fear looks around regret looks back but faith always looks up god bless you we'll have you back next week don't give up don't give up when there's pain deep in your heart keep looking up don't give up Don't give up should the tears begin to start With a prayer all your cares he will cast Into the depths of the sea His love is always there for me